So you're listening to the Driven by Design Awards Wrap, Episode 6. I'm Mark Bergen, the founder of Driven by Design, and today I'm joined by Michael Tam from IBM IX. Michael? Hello, Mark. Good to see you. Now, your title is UX Design and Creative Lead here at IBM IX. Yes. Can you help me out? What's the IX? <laughs> well, IX used to stand for Interactive Experience. It's a consulting arm of IBM, but now we're focusing a lot of building new business for clients by design. We try to focus on impact, insight, and ideas, and creating that X factor for our clients. Now, Michael, not only have you got the experience to here at IBM, but you've kind of straddled between in-house agency mm. studio side for quite a while. Well, yeah, that's, that's the fun part, right? We can hop in between, you know, hop over this side and the other. I think, you know, the more you see in this world, um, the more you learn. And that's why I'm glad we, I'm here today, you know, look at different uh, kind of artwork, a different kind of design from different industry. Now, I was reading in your LinkedIn profile, because mm. I, what I love about people's LinkedIn profiles is it's kind of their public declaration of, <laughs> of who, they, who they'd like to be. And you're not sure if you're Hong Kongese or mm. if you're Kiwanese, because you spent some time in, yes. in New Zealand. About 15 years. Um, That's seven a fair Seven years while. in Wellington, seven years in Auckland. So, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. See, our poor New Zealand <laughs> listeners are going to say, he's neither of us. He, no. <laughs> he's not. He's not from Wellington. He's not from Auckland. Oh, it's probably better that you're back here in Hong Kong. So, so we're going to go through and we're going to have a look at our nine projects here mm. today. Um, I've had a week here uh, traveling around Hong Kong, mm. seeing lots of uh, different design studios, going and inspecting a bunch mm -hmm. of sites. Actually, yesterday I was in this Starbucks cafe. I think called Starbucks Reserve. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. And, and the gent that I met from Starbucks, he brought out, it was a nitrogen-infused uh. <laughs> coffee. And I'm thinking, It's wow. getting fancy, right? <laughs> well, so, so that's actually, it's interesting because there's kind of three tiers that they've mm. got in their experience. They've got their, their normal coffee. Yep. They've also then got their reserve. Mm -hmm. And then they've got this flagship, mm. which is actually called the Roastery. Mm. And in episode one of, of the awards wrap, we actually profiled the Roastery in Chicago. Uh. And I'm just fascinated at the scope of this. Where hopefully we, we get a chance to catch, catch up with Lucas in a couple of weeks' time. Mm -hmm. But he told me 5,000 stores over a 10-year period, that's the output from his design studio. And you're going, that's ridiculous. That's, you know, with 200-plus mm -hmm. business days a year, that's two stores a day. Well, people are on high demand for very, you know, good coffee. So, and people have, you know, very unique tastes nowadays. It's good to see Starbucks being very user-focused in that well, way. Well, <laughs> it shows that they're lifting lifting their game because they've had you know, Seattle, their home. Mm. They were able to turn around and make a big dent in mm. the coffee market. We're seeing a huge amount of competition coming through in the coffee market. Yep. Um, they're lifting their game, and it's great to go see. But we're not going to talk about them. We're going to get into our projects. And the first project that we're going to get into here is Atlassian, um, an interior design project done by Siren Design in the Sydney Design Awards. Mm -hmm. um, Michael, what have, you, what have you seen in this project? Well, I see a lot of attention to details in, in, in their design work in here. Um, I just love when you look through um, you know, the, the experience, the, some of the graphic design in, uh, you know, on the floor, how they lead the, user, you know, the, the visitor through the office. Yeah, there's, there's informal so wayfinding. Exactly. 
if you were a first day there, you'd get a feeling that you actually knew the place because exactly, there's going to exactly. be enough enough memories that are around there. But I've, I want to really get into why Atlassian would be getting Siren in to go do this. Mm. Now, Siren are absolutely killing it when it comes to these high-performance mm -hmm. tech workspaces. Uh, when you start to go mm. and look through their portfolio, I'm just astounded at the customer base they've mm -hmm. got. They're not one of the global behemoths. They're a boutique um, uh, design studio. They are in three markets where they've got their studios place, but they are doing incredible work. But what I'm liking that they're doing is that they're actually working out how to go get the performance for these tech companies mm. to go get the most out of their staff. And I think that's a really important thing. If this office works well for Atlassian, it helps to go put mm. the next billion dollars on their valuation. And that's a dimension there you've got to say, we're in a totally different field here. It's not about whether it's actually the most on-trend furniture mm -hmm. in it. This is about performance of business. I think they're doing great work. I think it really doesn't matter if it's a protein agency or big, big design house. When they did put so much user uh, focus on the work, understanding um, what they're looking for, the kind of potential um, uh, a benefit to uh, in the future of uh, you know sustainability and uh, expansion, um, they did a great job there. Yeah. And look, Atlassian have been one of those incredible unicorns that have come <laughs> out of the tech sector. Um, there are a couple of very inspiring founders that are in there. Mm. But more importantly, there's a culture in the company, mm. and this premises seems to be addressing that, that they culture. Definitely, there. they put in so much uh, in terms of the writing and all that. Um, Created, you know, instantly you see a, see a bit of a culture, um, a, a, a meaning, a experience when you walk in there. And, and for a tech company, that's what they want. You know, they, they focus on the user, and there's instinct of um, um, mentality, put it that way. Now, because mm. Driven by Design's mm. a, global, a global community, we have to actually get some clarification here. Mm. Our next project that we're going to is the repositioning and rebranding of football uh, in Australia. I love football. You love football, but football may not mean the same to you as it does to some other people because here in Hong Kong, you'd have football could mm. mean rugby sevens. It could mean football the, where the World Cup is, which is uh, the Olympic sport, yep. also known as soccer to mm -hmm, some people. Mm -hmm. And because I'm We're from Australia, <laughs> football to me means a totally different shape ball. And totally. if you're in America, it's actually gridiron. So, so we're talking here about soccer. Think, mm. think the World Cup, the round ball, the round game. Mm -hmm. And what's happened here for Football Federation Australia is that they've had to go and do some alignment. They've, they've had a, a symbol for themselves, mm -hmm. which is so beautifully executed here in the ribbons. Mm -hmm. They've had to work out Very how... Very energetic. Oh, it, it is. It. It's really, like the, the graphics here, definitely mm -hmm. anybody who's listening, go look at the videos mm -hmm. uh, that the are on the site. Graphics, the motion details. graphics are beautiful. But they've also worked out how to make it um, that it's all flat design. Mm. They're actually saying the excitement's in the game, mm. the excitement isn't in the motion graphics on the screen, which I, which I think is brilliant. <laughs> Um, they went to the guys at uh, Hulls Bosch to go and actually help them out to go do this. They found some colours that mm. actually stand out for them. And uh, when I first saw it, I was getting, you know, overtones of Anish Kapoor, mm. of Eve's Kind Blue, yeah. because it's a, it's a blue that we normally don't no. see. It's intense. It's, it's going to be fantastic because it works in so many applications. But then as I got further into the project, I saw that they also had this adaptation where the different teams that make up mm. the A-League all have their own branding colour and they've worked out how to go bring it in it. as a duo tone. Very smart. Yeah, and 
And that, that's really nice. That shows that they've worked out the application mm -hmm. part, and that's often where you go see some of these visual identity mm -hmm. programs falling apart. And that also show the understanding of the um, working with the business stakeholder of the brand. You know, no, no other, no football club want to switch the color. So when they create something so um, smart, but every uh, club could pick, uh, you know, could ride on. I think it's a, it's a great success. They've also used um, a, a treatment in the in the graphics packages here about mm. saying that it's foot ball yeah. with with highlighting oh. the all at the end That's very and if you think about in Australia that in Australia where mm. you've got rugby and Australian rails football they've got a, a conversion problem here that the kids are playing it but they're not mm. actually becoming avid fans at the at the same rate I think they're doing a great thing here to go and actually say that it's all about football Ball. Football for all. Very yeah. strategic. So let's go across to our next project here, Out of Hand, Materialising the Digital at Powerhouse Museum. Uh, this is Powerhouse and Lava Laboratory for Visual Architecture. Um, this is a striking and engaging project. I love how immersive the uh, experience they create for every visitor who just walk in there, you know, they it doesn't really matter if the artwork is a, a digital piece of artwork or a more traditional, um, a more text, you know, a te a texture kind of a, a artwork. You felt like you very being surrounded by that piece of piece of work, and uh, that's that's a smart um, use of space. Yeah, no, it's great, and and what I also like about this is that they've. They, they give the naughty child who wants to run ahead. They've got somewhere that they can hide. If you're with your parents, like you can go do it. Yeah. Look, it's really nice, and they've, they've done a great job from a sustainability perspective mm. to go use um, recycled materials in here. They've used LED lighting, so it's got the low energy side to mm. it. It is just a beautifully executed piece of work here. Um, for anybody who wants to just kind of feel it, you can sit back. Um, look at the link next to the podcast and uh, enjoy this project. The guys at Lara have done a great job in it. And I guess if you're lucky enough, you should go visit. It's a discovery experience. Look, I'm sure <laughs> that visit uh, or visit New South Wales, the New South Wales government would love lots of people to fly in because of the podcast. So let's keep pushing it that way. <laughs> the next project that we're going across to here is the Banksy Vermouth Bar and Bistro. Michael, I've actually had a couple of attempts at trying to get that out. How would I be after a couple of vermouths in this bar here? It's a, just a beautiful space. It is. Um, it seems like they you know, spend a lot of time thinking about how to keep a balance between um, creating a new restaurant but also have a touch of authenticity in, in it. Yeah, there's layers in this. Uh, there's the layers of the fact that uh, Sir Joseph Banks, mm. which is uh, where the uh, uh, Banksy uh, comes from, mm -hmm. and I think they're also taking on some of the street art uh, leverage street. there as well. But uh, uh, Sir Joseph Banks was a botanist mm. uh, who was picking up those unique plants mm. in Australia. And then if you go think about vermouth, it's a distilled mm. product. We often go put in uh, flora into, into distilled products so that we can go pick up those different local tastes that are there. But the, the space that this is in is an old shipping, con mm. uh, shipping terminal, which has now been uh, taken through a, a rejuvenation process. It's now got a lot of uh, sites, which it's a mixture of a tourist destination, but also people and offices. If I, was, if I had a bar that I had to go make as my new local in this space, it feels a little bit distressed, it feels a little bit new. 
I, I like it. It's somewhere where I, I think I'm going to enjoy having a couple of vermis there. You don't want, want to join me or well, something? Let's do it. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, we, that might take us a little while to organise that, but we will come back to that one, no doubt. Our next project that we're going to go look here are uh, Lenley's Apartment Settlement Kit. Now, uh, I asked you before if you bought an apartment, which <laughs> is, uh, which was me more thinking about when you were in New Zealand. <laughs> in Hong Kong, that's a, that's a tough one, yeah, getting an apartment. I know. I've been looking at the prices here, and I'm glad I'm not buying into this market. But Lenley's, who do have a lot of apartments mm -hmm. that are, are going out in um, financial year 17, that means that they had to go think about how do they solve a macro problem here. And I think what they're doing here is that they're giving the customer experience, which is very similar to your new car. Mm. You're, rather than having just a, a real estate agent give you some keys and say, well, you've spent, you, this is the biggest expense you're going to have in your life. Here's some keys. Here's a couple of folders uh, for the white goods that are in the place. Um, go for it. They've turned this into a really proud experience mm -hmm. so that you're actually going to feel like you've bought a premium product. Coming from a UX design point of view, I just love how they strategically place the buyer right in the center of the whole experience, right? Um, taking out the whole, you know, old snake oil salesman kind of image out of the door, you know, it's a surprise, it's a pleasing surprise to see a, 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 um, a brand that does this in, in, the, uh, in the property market. It's yeah. very rare. And I think also that we know that um, if I went out and bought a pair of Jimmy Choo shoes, they'd come in a, in a beautiful box mm -hmm. and they, they'd have the treatment that's in here. But it, it doesn't look like it's a particularly expensive execution no. they've done. It's more that it's just considered. They've worked out what their expense will be. They've now got a, a common process throughout the business, which is building the Lend Lease brand. I think this is fantastic. And... Also, it's actually come from the client here, this nomination. Mm -hmm. um, it's always great to see that. And, well, the language is actually coming from the demand side. Mm -hmm. and, and that's one of the things, as I go through the projects that we're looking at today, that half of them have come from the demand side mm -hmm. and half of them have come from studios, and the language is just so different. I think the demand side talks more about the customers. The studios are talking a little bit more about their brilliance. And, and when we get down to it, it comes down to the, how it's being applied and it comes down to the person who's going to use it. This is beautiful work here. They didn't do it alone, the team at Lendlease. They went out to one of their design partners, mm -hmm. a, a studio called Houston. But, um, but this is led by Lendlease. Mm -hmm. Beautiful work. Um, I think we should move on, but I, I, I just love it. I, often I say that I think I should buy every, every product that I see, but I'm not buying an apartment just so I get the book. Okay, I just guys want to quickly list. add a little bit. As I love the work that you guys done here, um, you know, at Design Next by giving a place for for the um, demand side because um, every piece of good design work need a good client. So I think that's... Well, thank you for that. Bring um, them onto a forefront. When I founded Driven by Design, it was all about how do we go over conversation about the, the people who have had the courage mm -hmm. to commission the work. And it takes a huge leap of faith to say, I don't know how to do this, expert, mm -hmm. will you come in and help me? Mm -hmm. It's a co-creation project. Uh, that's uh, it. Process. And it takes a huge amount of courage for creators to say, mm -hmm. I think this actually solves your problem. Mm -hmm. And that's been the whole way along. Our, our theme has been about celebrating the courage. But... As we push it further up into, into the boardroom, we push it further up into the C-suite, mm -hmm. 
we know that we're actually doing more about growing the design industry. So I've got the best job in the world. I get to go do Lucky something which, is, which has impact <laughs> and makes everyone just understand the transformative side of design. Now I'm off to law now. I'm heading across to Law Partners Rebrand. Uh, this here, initially when I saw it, I thought, okay, legal practice. It's going to be muted. It's going to be set back. It's going to be saying that they actually have lots of experts. And then I saw the project and I'm going, this feels like I'm looking at a... In um, say a health insurance health company, insurance, definitely, it doesn't feel like it's a law practice. Not at all. If I pass by one of their poster on the street, I would definitely think it is a you know, health insurance rather than a law law firm. And that's where I think the team at Focus have been really good. That they've turned around and they've understood this is a specialist practice that goes and deals with in- injury claims, mm-hmm. and injury claims are going to be about your health being compromised. And why not treat it as health insurance and pick up that same language that people are familiar with? I think it's a beautifully executed project. It's probably the most focused law project that I've Mm. seen in the last years. I think you mentioned about courage as well. Um, Having the client to work with the team to look at their business proposition and realign it and be, like you said, the focus and putting back into what they're very good at is um is, is, is testimonial to both yeah. sides. No, it's fantastic. Yeah. And and the next project we're going to go across to is Burt's Bees, the new retail format. Now, this is in the Hong Kong Design Awards. I think you've actually seen one of these yeah, doors. Yeah, I think so. When I saw, saw it, I, I instantly remind me of um, one, one of the shops I walked in. I've got to tell you, the marketing <laughs> manager at Burt's Bees is going to say, see, it's working. We, we've got evidence that's come out. They probably know that through the cash register working as well. <laughs> But um, this project here, it's in Hong Kong, it's uh, a retail presence, and it's trying to go and expand the range of products that people would associate Mm. Burt's Bees with. And when you've got a brand where people have maybe one or two indent products and Mm. you're trying to go build it up into a broader um, suite of products, difficult process to do. This has been beautifully executed by the team at Landini and Associates, where we've seen them in the Hong Kong Design Awards mm-hmm. last year. We've seen them in the Sydney Design Awards. And then I think if I go back a while, the, uh, the founder of Landini and Associates, Mark Landini, he's picked up some DNAD when he was working in London. So he's got a long haul uh, capacity there in retail. And Mark's actually got the, he's got the nuance of actually working out how to tell his customers to change the retail space so it's not all about products on racks. Mm-hmm. It's also about the in-store experience. That's one of the toughest things to sell, but it's fantastic he got that experience and uh, the ability to sell it. And it, when you walk into the shop, it, instantly you felt like you in a beehive. Yeah. The, the, the use of the light, the whole immersive from, you know, the uh, the the... the the first moment to the last moment when you walk out is, um, is, is one hole of an experience. And the skincare market that they're in, there's a lot of competition mm. in the skincare market. They're doing a great job at working out how to go and invite people into the environment, give them something which uh, which feels cosy, comfortable, mm. yet has product cent- uh, central so that people can go and buy the stuff. A beautifully executed project. Now, why don't we go across here to the Trato at the Maker Hotel, San Francisco Design Awards mm-hmm. here. So we've travelled around a bit, haven't we? 
From uh, the south to the, da uh, to the north? Yeah, that's right. Now, the Marco Hotel here, when you, when you hear this and you go, it's the Puccini group who have actually mm -hmm. uh, done this and it's a trotter, I'm expecting a little bit of Ness and Dorma to come out here <laughs> because when I go look at the project, it does feel like I'm in a bit of Italy, but it's yes. my imagined Italy. It's not Italy as if I went to Rome. It's a tasteful, is, classy, designy one, right? It, yeah, it's, it's really nice. And... And what I like about it is that it, it are hotels where this is a, a co-located with have a problem with rooms, that all the rooms always feel small in hotels. And to go have a lounge or a restaurant that you can actually go in and it feels welcome. It's like welcoming. an expansion of your room, right? You've expanded the room. They've also, they've grabbed more of the wallet share. So as a, as a business strategy, this mm. is a really good thing that they've gone and done uh, at the hotel. But what they've also done is uh, similar to what we saw that Siren had executed for Atlassian, which was a big palette of different experiences. There's lots of different experiences for those new memories that people are having when they're, they're going to the restaurant. And I think that's fantastic because you need, in a restaurant like this, you need to go pick up a certain amount of local trade, but you also need to have a certain amount of in-house trade. If I was living around the corner, I reckon I'd say... This is my favourite. Let's go and make it. That's where we have our Thursday night Italian meal. Mm -hmm. I think it's gorgeous. Next time I'm in San Francisco, I'm definitely... Stay definitely, in one of those. <laughs> I'm definitely... Well, I'm not sure I'll stay. I'm, I have you know, some favourite places I like to go stay. <laughs> Haven't got to that part yet, but I'm definitely having a meal in the restaurant. Who knows? If they go put in a nomination in about the rooms, why not? I, might have, I might understand why I should be in there. Now, we're going to wrap up here with some chocolate, and there's no better way. This is a Love little chocolate. bit. Yeah, at the end of any great meal, I think there mm. should be chocolate. The dessert. So, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, this project here is The Compliments. It's from a company called Universal Favourite who, uh, who wanted to go do a project to actually show respect for their partners. Um, it's, it is a maker-design project because it's only been done in small volume, and who would have thought that a design material was chocolate? It just blew me away when I first saw it. It's, it's playful, it's, uh, it's iconic, and like you say, it's it's a material you can you can you can mix and match, and it's almost like um you, you, when you're eating it, it's a your your it's a personal experience already. Yeah, and and so this is really nice. It's it's playful. Um, the boxing that they've gone and put mm -hmm. it in, the product that's inside the box. All of it is just delightful, mm -hmm. and I would really feel special if I was a partner uh, with the guys at Universal Favourite. I'd feel like they actually valued me, and I'd feel that they'd gone the extra mile. Um, I'm in love with this here. I'm more of a dark chocolate man myself, but <laughs> I'll play with, the, with these chocolates any time. So, so that's the end of our ninth project, Michael. That was pretty easy, wasn't it? I love it. Thank we're, you. We're able to get into it. Now, before <laughs> I wrap up, I've got to go and make sure that we actually go recognise some people. Of course. Without our supporters, we can't go do this. Um, uh, the people who have helped us this week are uh, uh, Landini, uh, Lendlease, Atlassian, Siren Design and Houston. They, Without them and with the community who's putting mm -hmm. in the rest of the nominations, we don't get the fuel to go and actually no. run this. So I, I, I love that they're there. But also you listeners, without you, we don't have an audience out there and we don't get your feedback of what's happening. And uh, I can't do this without my guests. So, Michael, thank you very <laughs> Thanks much. Thanks for having me. And, uh, and I must say, for those of you that were listening in the background and you heard a strange noise, <laughs> we're actually in a meeting room here at IBM 
and there is a door that must be the after hours exit. <laughs> there we go. It just went then. That's what the mystery sound is, the door behind us. But um, that's what happens the when you're driven innovation. by design. That's it, the sound of innovation. Um, I do, do love the fact that we get around to be in different offices. So thank you for hosting us today. And as always, everybody, be driven by design. <laughs>